What is happening, you guys? Happy Monday. Hopefully you're listening to this in your Monday morning commutes or walk or whatever you are doing. Hope you're listening to this before 11 a.m. so you can get as much done as you can before 11 a.m. Hold yourself accountable. But you guys, I got some fire for you today. Myself, my co-host, Scott Simmons, we're going to talk to you about the complexities of coaching. And man, I'm fired up about this. I think it's going to help you. I think it's going to tie some loose ends together. So for my coaches that listen to this, for my clients that listen to this, dive into it. I think this is going to make us all better. So for episode 63 of your favorite podcast, the Gordai Podcast, brought to you by Revive Supplements, brought to you by Raw Supplements, the complexities of coaching. I'll see you inside. So I'm not sure if you guys really know this, but um, I actually have the coolest job in the world. And um, it's pretty fun. I have to say every single morning I wake up and it's like, dude, like I literally just get to coach people today. I get to like talk to really fucking cool people. You know, I posted this on my Instagram story um, earlier in the week and, you know, I'm sure it rubs some people the wrong way, but facts don't commonly care about your feelings. I have the coolest roster in this industry. Like it's bar mm-hmm. none. It's, it's, it's really, 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 really hard to debate facts. Yeah. Um, and this is just a fact it's science, it's data, it's research, it's anecdote, it's everything wrapped into one. Why do I have the coolest clients in the industry? It's not just cause, well, of course you're going to say that X, Y, Z. No, no, no. It's not about, of course you're going to say that. Cause yeah, every coach is going to say they have the coolest clients in the industry. Like I have people on my roster that truly impact the world. Mm-hmm. Not just like, you know, bikini competitions or bodybuilding competitions or like my rosters comprised of people who serve in office, who show up as first responders every single day to work, who have massive social media followings and use it for really fucking good things Mm -hmm. who constantly have amazing vibes and energy who people look up to and who people want to emulate and be like, and my roster simply put my roster is full of people who are truly doing their part to make this world a better fucking place to live in and making social media an easier place to navigate and giving a lot of people hope and you know, what sometimes seems like a hopeless space. Like how fucking cool is that? And you know what? I'm going to take a little bit of credit for this because I put out, that's what I put out. Yeah. Like, I mean, we, we talked to you guys in um, episode 60, which was the unleashing episode mm-hmm, about, mm-hmm. you know, some unfortunate events that happened. Yeah, I don't play around. Go find me another coach in the industry. It kicks off 13 people from their fucking roster. Yeah. Because, uh, again, as I talked about there and I'll talk about again here, most people don't even look for that shit. It's going on everywhere. It's going on on every single team. But on my team, that doesn't fly. That doesn't fucking fly. You know, I had a client over today, um, Abriana, and she's a licensed massage therapist. And dude, she made me feel so (laughs) fucking much better. I had had a massage like two months because like the last, you know, the last person was like doing body work on me and stuff like they just got, I don't know. It was so strange. There was like a complex they had against like me and my team because we built their businesses up bigger. Yeah. We brought so much to the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that's like why we, we left gym one, yeah. you know, in case you yeah. guys had noticed we left gym one. Well, it was over, like it was over extreme animosity. It was happening towards my team. It's like, kind of like just drama. It was just like, like, man, how y'all 50 years old and like involved in like drama. Like, yeah, we're doing big things. Like, and, and what's wild is like me and Steven helped a lot of these people do so many yeah, things. I, I remember Steven helped them yeah. like, get their shit together a little yeah. bit to make well, it easier, them, you know, including the gym itself. Yeah. And you know, um, Obviously, you know, we bounced out of there because it wasn't a very conducive environment. There's not really any good physiques there. There's not really anyone super impressive. Like it's a powerlifting gym. Sure. And there's good powerlifters there. Yeah. Um, you know, including a girl who's like ranked number one in, in, in the world right now mm-hmm. or number two or something in the world. I, I think number two, like that's awesome. That's yeah. wild. That's super cool. Um, but you know, it wasn't a conducive environment. So number one, always fucking check your surroundings. But a Brown came over and gave me a fucking amazing massage. Um, she worked on Hannah as well. She fixed a lot of my fucking back issues and neck issues. And man, I was struggling there. I didn't really even realize how bad I was struggling. You know what's wild? Mm. I went out after that massage. 
And within like five minutes, I was snoozing. Like yeah. I was well, gone. When I called you, it was it must have been right after because you sounded like you just woke up. Dude, I yeah. was gone after that. It just felt so fucking good and just released so many things up. And obviously it was a rest day, so I'm fired the fuck up to get back after it tomorrow. Uh, so if you're in Austin, Texas, uh, you better fucking hit up Abriana, man. She is absolutely fantastic. Um, very careful in her assessments. Um, you know, attention to details, uh, you know, huge priority of hers. And I really appreciate that i appreciate the attention to detail it sucks when a massage therapist you tell them what's wrong and then they just like don't even really address it yeah. <laughs> yeah, that gets frustrating they use their cookie cutter yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's kind of a cookie cutter process but yeah you know abriana was over and her and i got in got into a discussion about like this really is a fucking family and it's because the culture we established the culture that we built like everyone on here so like the team haley the the new client chat uh, mm. that i started like dude it is really uplifting and really fucking powerful and people are always sharing things in there like every single morning people are saying good morning every single night people are saying good night like it's a family yeah savannah's is really tight in it like that too it's so powerful what yeah. we have going on here man um so I'm really, you know, I'm, I'm just proud of that, but I'm proud to be leading so many influential people. And I think that needs to be the focus. You know, everyone, you can focus on winning shows. You can focus on making money. You can focus on, you know, coattailing however, you know, you want. But when you really turn the focus to making your team something incredibly special, mm -hmm. like we mm -hmm. bring something to the table that's not for everybody. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's why certain people feel very threatened by it they feel threatened and you know they don't want to get too uncomfortable or uh people feel threatened because of how much i care how much effort i put in it, yeah like, it, it almost comes off as arrogance dude there it yeah. is yeah I, I truly believe there's some people who like take it that way and it's like no i just care more than you yeah and if i care more than you it's not going to work yep um and you know there's an element of expected um i don't want to say perfection but there there is a standard here that is unreal because it's not just about your physique but if you're opera, if you're performing everything that I asked you to better your physique and your performance, then you are proving so many things to yourself. Every single time you step in the gym and follow one of my training sessions, that's the hardest thing you're going to go through that day. After you conquer that, the rest of the day is going to be honestly easy. You nail your fucking food perfectly. Eight fucking months straight. Twelve months. Dude, I have people in a year and a half, two years who've never, ever, ever. And it. I'm, I'm not basing this off them telling me I'm basing mm -hmm. this off. I know yeah. they've never missed really they've never missed anything. Wow. Like that's so fucking you know, like that's impressive. That's what you want to be around. But guess what happens to these people? They get fucking promotions in their job or they yeah. start their own business or they uh, develop the, the courage to leave a relationship. That's not really fulfilling them. You know, whatever it might be X, Y, Z. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we just have a cool thing here, but I want to talk about the complexities of coaching because well, Justin, it's cool that you have that roster, but how can I build my roster into a place of complete fulfillment? Because I talk to all the coaches. Mm -hmm. I know everybody. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of people who are extremely fulfilled with their roster mm -hmm. because most people, this is another thing I was talking to Abriana about. She was like, you know, it, it must be cool. I, I forget who said it. Maybe it was me. It was one of us that said, it's cool not working with anyone you don't want to work with. Like, yeah, that's yeah. really being fun. able to say no. It, yeah, it's cool being able to say no. Yeah. Um, you know, if if you strike too many times with me, it's cool being able to tell you to see the door yep. because you obviously don't fit into the culture here. Like, it's cool not having to worry about it. This could maybe it, maybe it is because we're in a place where the cash isn't what we're worried about. Yeah, it's, I, it's I, would cool I believe that, though. I mean, it, it, I, but but we're also it's not like it's not like there's ever enough. You know, it's not yeah. like there's ever enough cash. Yeah, but it's not. It, it, it's about being able to understand what the fuck you're bringing to the table and what you want to build. Mm -hmm. And that standard, like we talked about with Grant, yeah. what are you, what are you accepting in your life? Yep. Cause who I'm accepting in my life is, you know, the 500 and now 43 clients that are on team Haley. Mm -hmm. What I'm accepting into my life is the immediate influences. Every single time I have a WhatsApp message from somebody, I'm accepting their energy into my life. Yeah. I'm accepting who they are, the principles they live by into my life. And I'm, uh, I'm deciding that their morality fits within my morality. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot more than just coaching. It's, it's some I mean, of you guys become friends. You guys become family. Um, and, and, I want to talk to you guys about the complexities of coaching and how to maybe build this for yourself or at least just establish the foundation for this to be built with yourself. So number one, you have to understand coaching is an ever changing landscape. 
your roster should always be improving and your roster should always be getting better because the services that you offer should always be getting better. This doesn't mean they need to be expanded. This doesn't mean you need to have more resources. This means what you bring to the table should be improving over time and it should be consistently and ever changing. Okay. You should understand more about biology. You should understand more about kinesiology. You should understand more about biomechanics. You should understand more about physiology. You should understand more about endocrinology, about pharmacology, about anatomy. You should always, 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 always be learning. And you should always be willing to try things out. Trying things out is kind of a slippery slope because if it doesn't work, you can get fired. But if you operate with the, you know, the, the possibility of getting fired in your mind, well, then you're probably going to get fired. You're probably not bringing enough to the table anyways. Yeah. Cause I, you know, I, I used to operate like that before I was really bringing enough to the table, like three and a half, four years ago, I used to operate like that. Mm-hmm. And then I elevated my game. Mm-hmm. I stopped focusing on the cash. And I started focusing on the culture and it was wild because I didn't have much cash at the time, but I started focusing on this culture and it's like, man, you know, some of you, I just don't want to fucking be around. Like, okay. like I need your $200, but man, it's not worth that. Yeah. Um, the stress and, is almost yeah. overcoming. Yeah. And, or if you just know someone's not a very good person, like they mm-hmm. might be to you. Yeah. But, you know, maybe you've seen something, heard something, know something like, yeah, you're like, they're just not a very good person. Well, I can't be around that. Sure. I can't deal with that because, again, my culture is now being, um, you know, strangled down to their level. Yeah. You're because getting diluted. Yeah. 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 You're, yeah. you're diluting yourself who you are in your own product. Yeah. And I can't live with that. Um, so it's an ever changing landscape. It's never changing landscape of you. But it's a never it's a never changed landscape of your client as well, because when your client's with you, there's going to be mental progress and they're going to change mentally. When someone changes mentally, you can communicate with them differently or maybe you can push them harder. Or maybe you can tell them things you, you, you know, you used to not tell them. Maybe you can call them out on things that they ain't called out on. Whereas when they started, maybe that wasn't the case. So a client's going to be ever changing mentally. Obviously, they're going to be ever changing physically. You can have a plan. You know, it's wild. Hmm. I heard this coach, he's a big time men's physique coach back okay. when I did men's physique. Okay. And I was 18 weeks out from my show. And with, I hired him in, in this initial um, protocol. It's so fucking funny to think about. It's so fucked. I got all 18 weeks in my prep. Okay. I got all 18 weeks sent to me right up front. And we're going to check in once every three weeks. <laughs> so I would check in, you know, I checked in my head like what? I know, like the diet. The cardio, yeah. the supplements, peak week, everything if, was sent week one. As if he knew exactly yeah. what was going to happen. Yeah. One because week out, two weeks out, three weeks out. Yeah. It's all just cooking. Yeah. So you check in every three weeks and, you know, I would go check in and man, it would take me a week to hear back. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? It's unbelievable. <laughs> Even like closer to peak week and stuff? Well, I didn't get that far with him. <laughs> Fair. You know, after like the second check in, you know, I was like six weeks in and you know, I was like seven weeks in and like I got this final response and it was like the shortest one line response I'd like ever gotten. And I was like, dude, I've talked to you twice in six weeks. Like, I don't even think you know who I am. Like, I'm actually like I'm out. Wow. And yeah. Yeah. So. So, you know, I, I, I bounced and, you know, I feel like I didn't have to tell him, you know, anything because how is that <laughs> like it, it, and there's still people to do that. Yeah. Yeah. How is that? He definitely even, still does. How is that possible? Dude, honestly, quite frankly, I have no idea. I mean, it's just super cookie cutter. It's like you, you get it. Like I wasn't very good at the time. Sure. It's like you just get like somebody you new. In. Yeah. yeah. You just get someone in who isn't very good and you throw this to them and like you give your attention to the good clients, I guess. But and that wild. It's just, it's That's just, ne- you're it's, never going to get anywhere with that. No, one. it's just conveyor belt style. Yeah. But you know, maybe somebody falls all the way through, they get a third place and you know, he gets supposed that they got a third place with his coaching. It's just <laughs> more and stuff. I mean, what if, what if Microsoft was sending Elon the best computer and, but you bought the same computer, but they give you a shittier one exactly. because you're not Elon. Exactly. <laughs> like that's essentially what it was. Yeah. And you know, it's, 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 I don't know. I, like I was really offset by that. And that was just when I was training in person, I wasn't doing like the whole online coaching thing yet, or I, I might've been like slowly transitioning into it, but coaching is never, an ever changing landscape. You can have a plan and you know, it's with diet it's with, you know, Carly, there's times that I'll, you know, tell a client like, all right, you know, this week is what we're going to do. But next week, this is what the goal is going to be for next week. You know what? That might not happen. Mm-hmm. What the goal was for next week might not happen. I had a client, um, Ethan Powell, who, um, like, man, maybe three weeks ago, we were finishing up a mini cut. You know, we had like one or two weeks left of that mini cut. Mm-hmm. And I told him, um, this is what I want to see this week. I want to see us get down. Maybe 186 was the target weight or something like that. 
you know, something happened somehow it happened, whatever it was that happened. Um, he checked in the next week and it was, you know, the scale was up a little bit when it definitely, you know, it seemed like it should have been down, but again, this is an ever changing landscape. Yeah. So the scales up a little bit here. Um, I think he was 189. So, you know, there was like a three pound differential versus what I thought was going to happen. I mean, fuck, like he's working me a long time and commonly I can call it pretty well what a client's going to, okay. you know, do with their next weigh in. And what the physique scholar, I know I've talked to you guys about that on here before, you know, he was 189. And so he's in a check and we we're going to start reversing and transitioning into a building phase then. But I was like, look, we, we need to wait another week here. And for whatever reason, we had a metabolic output situation. We had a stress situation. We have some sort of fluctuating situation going on internally that didn't allow us to get where we needed to be this week. So let me just see a stabilize this week. His, his mid back was a little soft. His, his glutes and hamstrings were a little soft, but then, you know, we just went back in the next week. We dominated the scale was only down to like 188.2 maybe or something like that, but he was way tighter. Mm -hmm. And so then I think that, I think that was like two weeks ago. And so then that's when we started the building. You know, yeah. phases are, I see what I need to see here. You're tighter, you're better, you're good. Um, so now we start improving and pushing. So, you know, we just delayed a week what we were going to do. Mm -hmm. And this is something that, you know, again, it happens pretty commonly. We can have a plan and we can have a plan we want to follow. But if that plan is the end all be all, then you're never going to be properly serving your clients. You have to constantly be assessing. You have to constantly be adapting. You have to constantly be manipulating. And and in pretty note, Grace McCarthy's number, she competes this Saturday. And and holy shit, Brittany we Brittany Louise, she competes this Saturday as well. Uh Brittany fucking got uh COVID like man, she she was out for like two, maybe two and a half weeks, something like that. Um that of prep time, like of time oh, we really, really, really needed. Like she like, got it recently. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So we had to push shows back. We had to, you know, X, Y, Z. We had to try and come around and fix these things. And she's in way better shape than she's ever been in. Um, and so like last week she checked in maybe um, Wednesday or Thursday. I can't remember what day she checked in. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, one of those days. Um, and looks pretty fucking good. I told her to check in Tuesday. Said so she said, "So we are, are we on for Tampa Pro?" And I was like, "Man, you're pushing my hand a little bit here, but yeah, let's fucking do it. Let, let's oh, jump shit. in." Okay. Uh, so she's competing Saturday in Tampa. Nice. And Grace McCarthy's another one. You know, she she finished her first show, struggled a bit mentally, so we pulled back mm -hmm. and we we're like, "Let's just, hey, let's just coast. Let's see what's up." She came back to me. I'm in. Ready. Let's fucking go. And I was like, all right. Like I told her she's a silent killer, bro. Yeah. She's a silent I can't wait killer. to watch her, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dude, she's looking good too. She's like improved a lot since her first show. So it's it's an ever-changing landscape. There's only so much you can really control outside of the current situation. What's the current feedback you're getting? What are you seeing right now? And how are we going to adapt to that in real time? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think so many people, so many coaches maybe aren't confident enough in their biofeedback assessment. Uh, maybe they're not confident enough in in and just themselves or believe enough in themselves. But if you have a plan, you know, that, that you're viewing as a cemented plan for, you know, any sort of duration of time is longer than the next uh, check-in. It's, you know, probably not going to work very well. Sometimes that plan works out and comes to fruition. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes it's not going to. Do you think you were given that plan, uh, your men's physique did? Yeah. You said 13 weeks out? No, 18. 18. 18 and all 18 yeah. were accounted yeah, for. All 18. If that would have worked and it would have been okay, yeah. like the check-ins maybe still subpar or whatever, yeah. would you have been like, that's the way to do it? Or would you immediately when you saw no, that, you were no, like, what I the knew. fuck is this? Yeah. I knew. Um, he was actually the first coach I ever hired. Oh, okay. Um, so I, I knew. I don't really consider him even ever coaching me, though. Uh, to be quite frank, sure. like, um, I definitely consider Shelby Sarns my first coach, mm -hmm. but I knew like when I saw it, I was like, but this should, you know, this like, doesn't sound right. Yeah. Like one check in every three weeks, you know, that just, uh, it, it, I, I don't know. Cause like I was a trainer at LA fitness and I was like doing client measurements every week. Was you checking through email? Yeah. Yeah. It was all through email and yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you yeah, know, terrible. And, and email's just not near as efficient. Um, no. it's much more closed off communication. Yep. Like I enjoy WhatsApp because I can send my clients voice memos. You know, I can talk to text and be much more in depth, yeah. you know, with response. Like there's another really big team that I saw earlier in the week. Um, you know, a, a client shared and tagged, you know, one of their coaches in their check-in response and, you know, there was a one line, there was a one liner mm -hmm. and then they have this copy and paste protocol. It's like, you know, all changes are marked in red below. And I was like, man, if I send that to my clients, I couldn't sleep. Like, there's no way I could sleep at night. Yeah. Like the attention to detail here is so much different than that. And, well, you know, that's customer why service industry. Yeah. But, you know, uh, another big thing, and it's a little bit further down the list, but I'm going to go ahead and bring it up now. Um, 
don't be like, like allow clients to learn you and like have willingness, like share yourself and like be slightly vulnerable, but also Mm -hmm. I learn your fucking clients. Yeah. Like it's fun to know about a client's family. You know, when a client's been with me a long time, I'm going to invest in you because obviously you're going to be in me a lot, you know, a a lot longer. Like honestly, every client with me goes through a testing phase. Okay. You make it to that six month mark and I know you're serious. Yeah. But like, you know, there, there, there's people who, you know, hire me who might not be ready. They mm-hmm. thought they were, maybe they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, or there's people who might have different intentions, you know, whatever, whatever it is. Like there's some people who just want to be part of team Haley. So they hire somebody mm-hmm. and it seems like a huge waste of money to me, but also it's, you know, you, you can't speak on what people are thinking about, you know, when they go through the process. So, you know, you get that six month mark and I was like, all right, like, I'd like to get, you know, I want to get to know you. Mm-hmm. Like I, I definitely want to get to know you. Oftentimes there's clients, you know, like, like Madison who comes in and we're already friends. Yeah. Like I already know you pretty fucking well. Yeah. Like day one or there's clients who come in, you know, from day one, like, Oh, you're in this for a long, long haul. Yeah. Like you're gonna be around for a long time. Well, when I know that about a client, when I really start getting that feeling about a client, like I'm going to, I need to know you. I want to know about your family. Mm-hmm. Like I want, you got kids, mm-hmm. you got, you know, I want to know about your kids. Uh, like Bambi Garfield. It's like, you know, every few check-ins, how's that? Yeah. You know, how, how's the fam? Yeah. You know, she, you know, we well, talked I, about it this past week. She's talking about, uh, you know, her, her son's making some big moves. Uh, you know, he's in photography. Did you know that? No, he's I didn't. The creative art stuff. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, and, and, you know, he's going to be taking some college classes and shit. Nice. Uh, you know, so that when he graduates high school, he already, like, he's already going to be ahead. Dude, it's fun knowing that shit. Yeah. Savannah, one of Savannah's favorite things is like when somebody hits a dog. Yeah. Especially if it's a fucking dachshund. Yeah. She loses her shit and she, yeah. she always tells him, uh, Cause sometimes you like Megan Dolly. Absolutely. She does some of her videos and her dog jumps in. Absolutely. Savannah says dog photos encouraged dog photos encouraged. <laughs> yeah, dude, but I love that. It's like, I want to know you. Yeah. Like, I don't want you to just think I'm some robot behind a fucking, you know, yep. mic on the podcast or behind my phone on WhatsApp or, you know, posting heavy lifting stuff on Instagram. Like but I want to know or, you. Or even they want to know that it's you yeah. talking to yeah. them and not yeah. somebody else. Yeah. That's very fucking true. Like I want you to know me. I want me to know you. Like I want to get tight in this and it's like how can we do that with one line responses yeah how can i impact you with one line responses man you should see my client responses they're dense yeah like they're heavy and 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 they're they're intellectual and they're teaching and they're encouraging you know or fuck if you need called out they're I'm going to call you the fuck out. Yeah. Um, if, if you need to change your fucking mindset because you're being inherently negative, I'm gonna call you the fuck out. And so it's like every single check-in, like my clients look forward to it mm-hmm. unless you fucked off mm-hmm. unless you got something to hide or unless you've been fucking around. Yeah. Everyone is doing their job and checking the boxes. Dude, they look forward to this shit. And so I think that's a huge part of coaching that so many people overlook. Cause it's like, man, like, Dude, honestly, like I have a lot of fucking clients and I'm able to handle a workload that most people aren't even fucking close to being able to handle. Mm -hmm. And with this many clients, every single one of them gets this attention and every single one of them gets every single part of me. Like when I'm on fucking Kara Goss's check in, it's me and Kara talking. Yeah. It ain't. Hey, how fast can I get through Kara and get to, you know, fucking whoever I have 45 today. Yeah. Got to get through care. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like it's, it's not about that. It's about constantly just serving these people who invest in you. Like I I had the coolest job in the fucking world. So like, I just get to talk to people all fucking day. Yeah. It becomes overwhelming. Like, yeah, we started the podcast before we started the podcast. I looked at my WhatsApp and I was like, how are so many people hitting me up today? (laughs) Like this is, this is a lot. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's part of the fucking process of wanting to be impactful. It's part of the process of understanding. There's not very many fucking good coaches out there. So you kind of, got to be one of the leaders in the fucking industry Bro, yeah. and it's like taking that on yourself to make this a better fucking space well the only way i can do that is if my team and i are servicing these people correctly and like i mean dude kelly i go to some of you guys this might sound extreme but kelly i got a client going through some personal fucking shit she sent her a nine minute voice memo mm-hmm. you want to talk about fucking family mm-hmm. That's more effort than you get from your mom. You know what Savannah does? Huh. Knows every single one of her clients' birthdays and always gets a Starbucks gift card. Dude, yeah, yeah, that's right. Dude, always. hey, we need to do that, by the way. And I, I, need, I need you and David to fucking, how are we going to do this? We need to we add, need yes, system, I got dude. it. I already got it. Well, right, or, we just add it to the application. Yep. And we can make a zap. Yep. Oh, dude, I, I know my fucking tech. There it is. I know there my it tech. is. You got it. The Zapier, dude, we're giving away the secrets. We secrets. have the application to the Zapier process to the... You guys don't need to the, the rest cards. of it to the <laughs> gift cards. Dude, if we can automate that, that'd be really fucking cool. I bet you we can automate that somehow. 
There's a we'll way fi- we we'll can figure it out. Yeah. It depends on the gift card because they're going to be different. Yeah. We can definitely figure out something cool. I kind of like the Amazon thing. Is it on Amazon? You just, if you want a Starbucks gift card, you can buy a Starbucks gift card with the Amazon <laughs> gift card. <laughs> There has to Use be this way. for your Starbucks yeah, gift card. There has to be a way to automate this Amazon sure. gift card. We'll, Jeff we'll Bezos loves automation. We'll figure it out. <laughs> so coaching is improv. It's not invariable. It's 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 constantly changing. When I, I have clients, dude, it's so wild um, that this isn't done more often. But I have a lot of even just general health clients checking multiple times a week if it's needed. You know, hey, like this year checking today. You know, Megan Dolly was one. She sent me her checking the other day, and I was getting some wonky biofeedback, and I was like, send me again. Sunday AM. She sends it Sunday AM. And I was like, all right, these are the changes that we need to make for us a week. And then we just pulled fats down a little bit. We're in a slight mini cut phase there. It's constantly improv, improv, improv. If you just like look at a client once every single week, you know, as, at some point there's going to be something that needs a little bit further assessment. Mm-hmm. Okay. We, we remember the goal is to constantly stay ahead of the body, ahead of the me- metabolic process and adaptation ahead of the hormonal cascades ahead of the recovery process ahead of the training um, we, we want to stay ahead of every single thing here so the attention and detail has to be very 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 extreme so we have to be able to make on the fly assessments and adjustments as we go um, you know clients who are trying to fix their digestion um, I have a girl checking in with me every single night right now telling me about her bowel movements during the day like yeah it's part of the fucking job but we're trying to <laughs> optimize coach. yeah we're, we're trying to optimize her digestion and I think today we finally put a fucking finger on exactly what's going on um, and so you know we're, we're going to be able but I wouldn't have been able to do that if I wasn't constantly assessing if I wasn't yeah. constantly getting this feedback as to what's going on, you know, you mm-hmm. understand the digestion process starts in the mouth, goes down uh, to the fucking stomach from the stomach goes to the small intestine from the small intestine. The nutrients should be assimilated and put into the bloodstream and the waste goes to the large intestine. What part's breaking down? Well, we can tell that if we understand how the bowel movements are working and how the, you know, the, the bloating or the cramping or the, you know, anything that we're feeling, the fatigue that we're feeling mm-hmm. is someone's eating a shit ton of food, but they're constantly fatigued, but their sleep's always good and their blood glucose is good and the resting heart rate's good. Guess what's happening? The nutrients are not being assimilated. Mm-hmm. So it's, there's more waste going through the small intestine to the large intestine than what's going into the bloodstream. How do we know? Well, there's only fucking a few ways to figure this out. And it's constant assessment. You can't just send a check in once a week and get fucking feedback on your digestion. Yeah. You can't just send a check in once a week and understand why a menstrual cycle is not happening properly. You can't just send a check in once a week and understand why the training is not fucking going well. Mm-hmm. At some point, further information is needed. And we have to be able to take this in to give it the fucking time. Dude, dude, if you're a coach and you have an off day, you're not a coach. <laughs> if you're a coach and you're like, well, you can't hit me up on this day. Yeah. Well, Sundays I'm off. What do you mean? What do you mean you're off? No, this is 24 seven on Christmas. I'm responding to fucking clients. Yeah, bro. This is 24 fucking seven. This is like the conversation we've had uh, in the past. And I think on the pod before too, is you, you got to accept the responsibility. Yeah. And if you want to do it, if you go all in, yeah, you can't you have to dive it. all in and you have to, you have to own the responsibility yeah. of I'm taking care of this person absolutely, or like the leadership aspect. I'm taking on the role of leadership and you exactly. want to do it, own it, preach it and show it, it, do it, and show up every fucking day. Yeah. Like, man, you're very, you're very easy to replace. I don't, I feel like I'm not, I feel like the value is very high because yeah. I see what other people are doing. I'm like, Oh well, my well, God, I could cut my fucking offering in half. It yeah. would still be double what these people are doing. And if you do it and you, you're going to learn if you like it, or hate it oh yeah and if you hate it just move on do it somewhere else if you hate it because it's too much fucking work then you shouldn't be servicing clients yeah you know now i also will add in you know if you're deep in a fucking prep you know you're fucking struggling to even get out of goddamn bed at the end it's all right to add in a day off i wish i would have done that in my ohio prep yeah. i wish i would have done that like the last four weeks if i had one day off oh my god the result would have been so much better uh, and you're sitting there like, well, you won. No, no, it's, it's not about just winning. It's about so your like mental health. My be mental health was very, 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 very bad. Imagine it's so, never been that. So bad. Justin, we, we were talking about this, what, yesterday or, yeah, other, or Saturday? Yeah. Oh, Justin hates, doesn't hate, he doesn't hate it. But like when we have to do something and you're super busy, you got to <laughs> yeah. film something. Yeah. Imagine trying to film him when yeah. he fucking can't even yeah. function. Well, yeah. When I can't <laughs> even stand up, like it's, it's, it's a job to stand up. But like outside of, you know, that setting that, 
this is this is 25 8 this is oh, all yeah. the time you can't stop you yeah. can turn it off if you're not allowed to talk to your fucking coach outside checking day get a new coach like uh, like quite frank that's pathetic mm-hmm. or you know you're just assuming they're trying to see like like how many what's the max amount of fucking clients i can handle and it's like you know yeah if you have 250 clients you probably can't only talk to them on check-in day mm-hmm. but do that i mean that's bullshit like, yeah quite frank that's, that's just not a very good coach um a big item that i see uh, within the complexity of coaching that a lot, not a lot of people pay attention to, uh, listening and truly tailoring communication styles to the client. So what I mean by listening, listening, isn't just like reading a check-in listening is like, Hey, you know, if the client's trying to tell you something like put the ego aside and maybe, you know, put the goal aside to a second and let's find a common denominator here. Um, you know, I, I, I had a client, who, you know, you know, her pretty well. Um, I had a client who lives here in Austin, Texas, probably yeah i mean i'm i would say take that probably out of it she's the most talented client that i have okay. in terms of natural ability um it's unbelievable the way she's able to train the place she's able to push herself to and dude she's been struggling for like mm. three or four weeks her relationship with food's really been struggling okay and so man we just pulled back the reins on everything like we just pulled back the reins on everything. We made this really fucking simple to follow. And her mentality has got back. She's back. She's tapped in and dialed in and like back to her old self. But it's like the first step that I took was. So this is part of bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. Struggling and sacrifice is part of bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. So let's see what our discipline can be. So then we went three or four more days. We got back some feedback. I'm still struggling. I'm struggling really hard. All right, let's switch training to every other day's off day. Mm-hmm. And let's see how that makes you feel mentally if you're able to kind of pick up some more motivation that day. So another three or four days went by. The feedback wasn't very good. All right, scrap it. Scrap it. This is what we're doing. And this is going to be way fucking easier to follow. This is going to be super, super, super easy. And we're just going to execute this at a high level. Mm-hmm. And we, I mean, we pulled, we did a 180 in our protocols okay. here. Okay. Yeah. We pulled everything on the way back. Now, what I do as a coach, what I did as a coach first was, okay, um, you know, you maybe you're strong, maybe you just need to kick in the ass. Mm-hmm. You know, you're an athlete, maybe just kick in the ass will do it. So I kicked her in the ass. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now you're still struggling. You got to kick in the ass. So uh, we need to adapt something. Something here has to give and change. So, you know, let's pull back on the training intensity. Let's pull back on the training frequency. And let's see if this kind of makes you really, really hungry for that greatness again. So we did that. Nope, did not work. All right, mm-hmm. so now it's me. It's this isn't a you thing right now. It's a me thing. Mm -hmm. So we need to do a 180 with this protocol. We need to make it very, very, very streamlined, easy for you to follow. I put this in front of you like foolproof. And now we're back on track and back in. Mm -hmm. So a lot of coaches will view this. Well, it's you need to be better. You need to do this. You need to do this. You need to know. Sometimes we need to do it. Sometimes we are the problem and we need to change. Mm -hmm. And it's toxic to not be able to understand and view that. Well, you can't, and you can't do that with those cookie cutter programs. No, no. If if you're a coach handing out the the 18 week plan. Yeah. Well, how are you going to analyze that plan if it's going to need to pivot because she's struggling? Exactly. And how are you going to know if you don't try those tests? And you're not going to have any idea because you're not able to talk to them all the time. Yeah. And it's like the constant feedback, the constant assessment. I really can't reiterate it enough. We have to listen, but then we have to tailor our communication styles to a person too. Like this person was struggling a little bit. So like, you know, commonly when a person is struggling first, I'm going to tell you about how this relates to bodybuilding, the sacrifice. We're going to have this. Um, it's like how your parents had the birds and bees talk with oh, you when yeah. you're in middle yeah. school. Well, I'm going to have the bodybuilding talk yeah. with you. Hey, this is what it's about. This is what this sport a little does. stern. Yeah. But yeah. Like, I'm a little be, tough love. I'm going to be coach. Yeah. Like that's what a coach does. Yeah. And you know, I, you guys all know how much I look up to urban Meyer. I'm going to talk to you like urban Meyer talks to his team. I'm not just going to tell you why I'm going to tell you the how and the what here yeah. as well. Um, and so, you know, that, um, communication didn't work. So now we just switched a little bit and now it's like, Hey, I'm on your team. I'm on your side. I've got your back. and I'm going to push you forward. Okay. Everyone, we have to constantly tailor that because with this client in the past, that very stern conversation worked, but this isn't the past. This is the right now when things change, variables change and people who are in your life, changing your influences, changing your wants and your needs and all that stuff changes. So we have to be able to change too. And I feel like so many people just come from a no bodybuilding, win trophies. And it's like, guess what? Bodybuilding and winning trophies at the end of the day, doesn't really pay you any money. Everyone's broke. Okay. <laughs> if your job is bodybuilding, you're broke as fuck. Okay. Like Phil Heath lives a pretty decent life, yeah. but Phil Heath can't live just off bodybuilding. You might make some money selling your trophies. Yeah. Yeah. If you sell your fucking trophies, you might do okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. This is about business. Yeah. And not a lot of fucking bodybuilding coaches understand business. Well, actually, when I say don't understand, I'm putting that very lightly. Quite frank, a lot of bodybuilding coaches are completely fucking moronic when it comes to business. Like mm-hmm. they're sucking the goddamn Stone Age. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's bizarre. But honestly, I think a lot of it's just because um, we just lack the capability of being adaptable and dynamic in how we are as human beings. It's like Nick Gloff and I talked about in that podcast, dude, go to the gym and like attack, like let out your demons, have that chip on your shoulder, be a fucking animal in there. Yeah. Yeah. When you leave the gym, you have to be a productive member of society. Yeah. And quite frank, we don't see a lot of that now. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you win the Miss Bikini Olympia title, I mean, this pay, I I might be wrong. Dude, that pays like $10,000. Yeah. I wonder if I can Google it. Yeah. You can Google it. It's, it's not much. It might be 14. Maybe it's up to 20. It's not, I mean, you can't live on that. Like you can utilize that for a couple months to get by. And then beyond that, like you, you know, you've got to figure other things out. And I think a lot of people who just come from this bodybuilding, 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 like dude, bodybuilding is cool. My team wins just as many trophies as the next fucking team. We're going to have so many fucking pros on the Olympia stage. We're going to win Olympia champions, but dude, I want to work with fucking people who are making progress in their lives as well. I want to, I want to be working with people who are creating six figures, you know, self employed businesses by themselves, turning into seven figures, eight figures. I want to be working with people impacting the fucking world. It's not about bodybuilding, bodybuilding, bodybuilding. It's about being able to fucking have these people be productive members of goddamn society as well. Productive students when they're at school, productive workers when they're operating their businesses or when they're operating their roles within their company. Like, man, so many people just come from this is such a like streamlined approach. It's like, yeah, I'm hired to win shows. I'm hired to win trophies. And I've shown many, many, many times I'm really fucking good at that. But dude, don't fucking hire me if that's the only thing you're about. Mm-hmm. If that's the only fucking thing you want to be as a person is a goddamn trophy. I'm not going to be the coach for you. The answer was 40 between 45 and $60,000. No, it's not. That's the whole cup. That's the whole, that's the whole pot then. Cause no first way. place Miss Bikini, I promise you first place Miss Bikini. She Olympia wins the 2019 not. bikini title gold medal and a check for $50,000. I, do, I, I don't think that's accurate. Okay. Is it's super low. Three websites say that. Do they, they say really? The, they say the uh Mr. Olympia prize money hits record high of one million dollar payouts. That's that's combined. Yes, that's yeah. combined. Yeah. Because I think the Mr. Oates title was like three hundred or three fifty or something. None like of that. none of this is from like NPC or any of that kind yeah. of any of that kind of shit. It's then from, bikini must have got a huge fucking bump. Here because we go. it was very low. But they still can't live here, on that. Here, here, so they can't just live on 50K. No, no, no. Here, here we go. Here's a breakdown real quick. Yeah. Base, this is from muscleandfitness.com. Okay. Mr. Olympia, 675,000. And this okay. is what they're saying. Okay. I don't. I have no idea if this is validated yeah. or not. 212 showdown. Oh, that's the 212. Yeah. 65,000. Yeah. Miss Olympia, 60. Fitness Olympia, 60. Figure, 60. Bikini, 40. Men's physique showdown, 20. Women's physique showdown, 20. So Mr. Olympia gets half What's of classic that. physique. It's Are not, they in there? It's not in here. I think no. it was around 22. Probably. So you're saying everybody gets 60 and Mr. Olympia gets half a mil. Yeah. Cause that's who people show up for. Okay. People show up to watch the freaks. Yeah. Well, I'm even, shocked. Bikini wouldn't be higher than figure physique fitness just because bikini brings in so many more, um, like they have so many more athletes. I get, I don't know. I can't, I don't know this is how to validate this at all, yeah. but that's just what this is. This website's very saying. interesting. Yeah. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm super off base. Well, it, but like you said, even that you can't live for a it. year. Yeah. That's not that much. You can live on 600,000. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can definitely live on that. Yeah. But that's a lot to go but, through. <laughs> but you know, so, so if the winner, if the pot's one mil and the winner's getting 675 second, if, again, the pot's one mil. I think that's split amongst the top 10. The, it's this pot said it was one mil and all those numbers I just listed off yeah. equate to a million for across the whole oh, show. Oh, so that means the miss that that means open uh Mr. Olympia the pot is six seventy five. Correct. So the winner gets what two, three hundred, and then after that so, it goes so down. thinking thinking in that logic, wow. so bikini gets I guess the bikini pot is forty. Yeah, per okay. di- per division, per division. So yeah, so that makes it so the winner's probably like 2015, yep. 2015 like you yep. can't live on that. If you get second place in the Mr. Olympia Open, you're probably gonna make 60, 70, 80,000. You're the second best in the entire world, and that's all you make from from the competition. Obviously, there's you know money elsewhere outside of that. 
but this is why we can't be fucking one dimensional. Like the only way that prize money goes up. And honestly, the NPC could not do a worse job of marketing the athletes. I think it's, I mean, they're stuck so far in the stone age. Like they don't know how to run a business. The business (laughs) is so like the fact that Mr. Olympia, that the Olympia championship is not on ESPN for what you guys have to go through dog challenges and events are on ESPN when pool is on ESPN. What was that? When bowling is on ESPN, 10 out of 10 people think this bodybuilding sport is so much fucking cooler than those. Yeah. But the MPC and the IFBB is so awfully terrible. I mean, you could not market. Should we start a new league? Oh, oh, we could easily start. We could easily overtake them. Should we start a new league? Oh my God. And they like act like, oh yeah. And they act like they got like all this money and shit. Dude, the MPC don't have that much money. Here's it. You you know why the MPC don't have any money? Because it's all made cash under the fucking table. Yeah. So now all of a sudden, wait, where'd this 5 million extra dollars come from? That wasn't in your taxes last year. Like you don't have money to do anything with. They yeah, literally yeah. are taking this cash on their table. So the promoters and the owners all said it can just live their lifestyles so outside of here. So basically it's a Miami club. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> they're exploiting the athletes badly. Yeah. But the NPC is so piss poor. Now the Tampa pro next weekend is going to be streamed live online. How yeah. in 2020 is it the first time that any show outside the Olympia has not been streamed? Like, Dude, been and, streamed and like I know Grace's show is like a small show, Yeah, but that stream, yeah, it's like horrible. I know. Like how? How are you guys so like every show should be streamed online? What yeah. do you mean? Like every this should one. be common. Yeah. So like I, you know, I have this huge goal of bringing a show to Austin, Texas by your 2022, and we're going to do it. And we're gonna show you guys some motherfucking production. Yeah. We're gonna show you motherfuckers how this shit's run. Yeah. Like this is going to be a monster. Mm-hmm. And I mean, honestly, after that, I really just hope the NPCs like, honestly, you guys could do this way better. Like just fucking run this shit. Shoot. Because I'm like down. Jim Mann is terrible. Really? Like, like I mean, they're, they're all, they're I all need to do more bad. research on it. Or you need to educate me more than yeah, Well, you're going to be around some of the national shows this year and you're going to be like, there, this is awful. Like, <laughs> is, it like is it like run. a gym auditorium? <laughs> no, no. So it's, it's in nice places. Sure. But it is just so poorly run. And yeah. you can just tell that the athletes are just, you know, because athletes go so hard. The athletes should be taken care of. And, you know, there's a PCA. It's um, not in America yet. It's overseas. That's an amateur division where mm-hmm. athletes like make money and substantial mm-hmm. amounts of money yeah. at all the shows. Yeah. Because there's a pot. The promoter gets a pot. The athletes get a pot. Yeah. And like the promoters are only making money because the athletes are putting in so much fucking work like this is how it should well, be why are we not treating the athletes who go through some of the most strenuous things in their life yeah like the nba i would love or like to the mlb pca yeah or just like because you can't unionize against the npc because jim manager just shut it all down like he's he's just such a capitalist which mm. you know is okay to have some elements of that mm-hmm. but i oh mean i feel it would be so easy to defeat the npc but like the rock has like this these- bodybuilding thing coming that could honestly like if he wanted to make that something it could yeah. very 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 easily become something yeah uh that, that beats the npc yeah they're very vulnerable right now and like i would love to take them down we just honestly like right you now. said it's like the stone age and it, it is and it's kind of going to start weeding weeding itself out it is and they're so fucking stubborn in their approach to kind of how they handle everything and honestly this leads me to my next point within the complexities of coaching is you have to not be fucking stubborn not dissimilar from what i was just talking about with the client who was struggling who we changed things we adapted things man being stubborn is like that, that that's the fastest route to failure mm-hmm. possible sure like being stubborn dude i remember oh, it was so frustrating so you you guys know you know i'm i'm uh Huge Ohio State fan. And, you know, our coach before Urban Meyer, Jim Trussell, again, Hall of Famer, Hall of Fame fucking dude. But man, like there were times where the conservativeness was just so overwhelming. And it's like, man, we're in a close game with a team that we should not be in a fucking close game with. Mm-hmm. Like this one should have been over in the first quarter. And here we are in the fourth quarter quarter against Marshall, bringing Mike Nugent on to kick a 55 yard field goal to win the game. And it's like, who the fuck's Marshall? Like, raise your hand if you can name where the fucking Marshall University is. Exactly. You fucking can. <laughs> and if you can, it's because you watched the goddamn movie that, <laughs> that is about Marshall University <laughs> or you're a huge Randy Moss fan and like the stubbornness has got to go you can't be stubborn in your approach you need to be adaptable in your approach if you think carb cycling is the only way or if you think the keto diet is the only way or if you think zero carbs is the only way or you think tars cardio is the only way dude you're wrong you're all across the board you can't be stubborn anywhere you can't be stubborn in cycles you can't you can't be stubborn in, in dieting training anything anything i preach train to failure harder than anybody that there is but i mean just today i fucking had a girl check in who's resting heart rate is way too fucking high at like 
it's she's in really good shape, but it's consistently over 70 almost every fucking day. So it's like, all right, we need to pull the fuck back. Mm-hmm. Like we have to pull back our training intensity, our training output, all these things. I want everyone to be healthy enough to train to failure too, but you can't be too stubborn in your approach to where it's at the expense of your athlete. And I think we see a lot of that in coaching because again, I, I, I don't think enough people challenge themselves. Yeah. If you're a coach listening to this, I want you to challenge yourself. Think about what's the number one item that you are married to. What are you completely married to? My training to failure. Okay. But I can sit here and I can also talk about the benefits of leaving reps in reserve. Leaving reps in reserve means you can get more volume across the week. Mm-hmm. You know, volume over time will equate to hypertrophy. Leaving reps in reserve is a safer way to train. It's not going to put you in, 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 in position to get injured. My clients never have issues with injuries, but this is going to be something that it's going to be much safer for you. It's much less taxing on the musculoskeletal system, so you can probably train more frequently as well. You know, I train two days on, one day off. I take more rest days than most people do. Uh, Leaving reps in reserve, you're going to be able to um, recover much faster from, be less systemically stressed from, not need to deload as frequently from. I mean, how many times do I tell my clients I need you to take the next three or four days off the gym? I think it's beneficial because over time, the stimulus we're creating from taking sets all the way and forcing adaptation is huge. But if you train with reps in reserve, you don't have to do that as commonly. So I can talk about the benefits of leaving reps in reserve over the benefits of training to failure every single day. So think about what are you most married to? Can you right now vouch for the exact opposite of that? And can you vouch seriously about it? Don't just bullshit yourself like, yeah, I can. No, debate with yourself right now like I just did on this podcast for a quick 30-second blurb. Debate with yourself right now. What about the other side is extremely beneficial and is better than your side? If you cannot bring that to the table, you're not an adaptable enough coach. You are being too stubborn. You are being an issue to your clients. And let's fix that. Let's address that. And let's become better for our clients. Self-awareness as a coach is another one. Not understanding your limitations. Where are your limitations? Are you assigning cycles that you don't understand? You know, are you assigning drug combinations that probably shouldn't go together? Are you talking about drugs, um, you know, out of your ass, just spreading complete mistruths about them? Mm-hmm. Something like DMP calls the skin rashes and stuff like that. Like, is that you? Because we have no research that backs that up. Mm-hmm. We have no research that backs any, you know, any of those types of claims. Up. I mean, I, f- I feel like if you have a question and before you preach it, unless you yeah. absolutely know it. Do a quick Google. You should know everything. Start digging through. Go to PubMed. Go to NCBI. Go on Google. Honestly, on Google, you can find some really good fucking information as well if you're able to decipher bullshit from, uh, you know, from reality. Commonly, somewhere in the middle of all the shit is where things lie. Some things are going to sound way too good to be true. Other things are going to sound not very good to be true. Somewhere in the fucking middle is where shit's going to be. It sounds like the... the self-awareness aspect yeah as well as the stubbornness aspect is a little bit a mix of like ego yeah so oh it don't definitely be is. don't be too too straight to think you know everything yeah um i know a lot of people think you think you know everything yeah but even if you go back to like last episode with sam yeah and he talked talked about a new yeah about a new way. Um, the um, the, yeah. the regional hormonal the uh, components the zone the zones of the components hormonal rather components. than yeah. the buckets yeah yeah and, and that was a new theory and you really liked that and you adapted to that yeah yeah absolutely and it's funny because since then i've have, i've challenged myself on yeah. that heavily and i've kind of been caught up to speed with that and i think yeah. it's really fucking cool so yeah. self-awareness i mean you should always be learning you should always understand where your limitations are you should always understand the places you have to improve and get better those are ones we have to attack it's human nature to kind of block block those same things out it's like grant and i talked about uh grant talked about with us on this podcast but your brain protects you mm-hmm. and you know your brain protects you you don't really want to be wrong yeah you're like, no yeah but you you kind of as a coach you almost want to put yourself in position to be wrong like that's the only mm-hmm. way you can get better i talked about this on a podcast a while back dude i've overshot with clients heavily before but i knew in the moment that i was trying something that might not work out mm-hmm. in our favor and the only way I was ever going to learn and become better as a coach is if I kind of sacrifice this and I'll, you know, other times this worked out really fucking well. I mean, sometimes we spilled over, weren't able to pull it back. Other yeah. times we were super fucking flat and stringy. Sometimes we didn't get fucking lean enough. Other times we got too lean. Like it's all about trial and error. And you have to constantly want to put yourself in position to be able to learn, grow, push all of these items because uh, the largest complexity of being a coach is being adaptable. And you're only adaptable if you have a lot of anecdote. If you, if you knew everything, You'd be in the largest house with the largest roster with yeah. the most assistant coaches if that's what yeah. you want out of it. Exactly. With the big, greatest impact. Yeah. But nobody no, has that. No one's no one's gonna have that. And if you think you're in a position where like you have a ton of knowledge, so let dude, let me tell you. 
I probably know more than you. <laughs> and I feel like I don't know a goddamn thing. So what I said about Justin's ego earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just the reality is like, I've done this a long time. I've worked with a ton of people. I've put some people in really successful positions and I feel like I don't know a goddamn thing. I feel like there is so much I have to learn. Like I'm craving learning more. I'm craving the day where I wake up and it's never going to happen. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm chasing a rabbit. that's never going to get caught. I'm craving the day that I wake up and I'm, hmm, man, you know it all. <laughs> you look in the mirror and you're Today, like, you ain't yeah. going to be wrong. <laughs> but you know, every single day I'm wrong and every single day you should be wrong. That means you're putting yourself in position to learn and grow and adapt. Mm -hmm. So uh, a, a large item that kind of goes in, in line with the self-awareness is not seeking evaluation on your skills and tactics. Dude, when someone leaves out of left field, I'm like, oh shit, why? You know, someone left mm -hmm. out of left field a while back. No, actually, dude, I have three clients in a month who left, which, you know, with me is a big deal. Yeah. And I asked them all why in every single one of them said the expectations on the team. I expect people to win. I expect perfection. Like they were too high. Yeah. They weren't ready. And basically. essentially the roster's too competitive. Oh. Like none of them were, you know, standouts on the team. Sure. If you want to come so they here, felt stand inadequate? out right away. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it, it's what I always go back and I like assess. And I make sure like, man, I gave these people the right, like attention and everything. Yeah, dude. Long ass responses in depth responses, teaching, some people just want to be a standout. Mm -hmm. If you want to be a standout, you probably shouldn't hire me. Yeah. Because, dude, there are some unreal. I've talked about this before. There's some unreal fucking people on my mm -hmm. team. Just unreal competitors. Honestly, I don't really share a lot. I only share what I'm tagged in at this point. Yeah. Because I'm already so fucking far behind on, on getting back to applications and stuff. I don't share a lot. I share what people tag me in. But, man, if I really unleashed, like, my full roster, like, on my story, on my page, like, I'm just going to unleash it as we win. You know, mm -hmm. as we win, you'll see, you know, what we have. And it's like, oh, fuck. Like, this is nuts. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm fired up. Like, as a coach, this is right where you want to be. This is everything I worked for is culminated right now. Like, I yeah. want to be in a position where, like, man, we, we're going to dominate. So far this year, we are dominating the short season we've had. But it's going to go to a completely new level. And I know that I've built this into a place that's, you know, one, people really want to be part of. Mm -hmm. And, you know, two, this highly competitive Dude, it's not for everyone. Yeah. You know, three people left me in a month that said it's too competitive here and they hired another coach. Mm -hmm. And that's your culture. Dude, that's, my culture, my culture is going up. That's like the, uh, I used to hear back in like, uh, um, college basketball yeah. that some kids would transfer to a different school oh, so yeah. they could be number one. Oh, definitely. Because they, they, somebody else is better than that. It them. happens often at Ohio state too. Really? Well, because if you're second string at Ohio state, you probably start everywhere else in the country. Sure. I mean, you're, you're still an elite player. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. still an elite player. But also, how you say as a long tracker, you're putting second string in the NFL. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, what do you want to be? You want to be second string in Ohio State and compete for championships and still get PT. Yeah. Like, you're going to be on that field yeah. in that championship game. Yeah. Or, you know, you want to transfer out to, you know, Notre Dame or, you know, Michigan State or, you know, one of these teams that... You know, you're going to have a successful year. You're going to be eight and yeah. four. You're going to be nine and three. You're going to be playing a good be big man on campus. Yeah, and, but you're going to be the big man yeah. on campus. You're going to probably be the best player on the team. You know, what do you want to do? What do you yeah. want out of it? Um, and, you know, like that happens. That's human nature and bodybuilding. Though, see, here's the thing in bodybuilding and bodybuilding. We control our own destiny mm -hmm. In football. You don't always control your own destiny, mm -hmm. especially in okay. a school like that. Sure. I mean, you could have been the top recruit in this class, but in the next class, we got five guys coming in better than you. Yeah. You know, there's only so much you can do about that. Okay. But in bodybuilding, you control this. Okay. Like I hired Matt Jansen and I wasn't close to one of his best people on his roster. Yeah. I still wouldn't say I'm close to one of the best people on his roster, but I'm, I'm going to say I'm probably the most rapidly improving because and, and, I hired someone yeah. who he had a lot of dudes out of my league mm -hmm. and I, I, I can't stand for that. I what did you do? Do you put yourself in a position where you were no longer the best? I was extremely uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I went from a position where I was one of the top, yep. I was one of the top five to, Oh shit, you're probably not top 40 here. Yeah. You know, now I'm creeping my way back up. I yeah. want to be in that position. I don't want to be the best. If I was the best on the roster and who's pushing me, you're challenging yourself. Yeah, exactly. So I put myself in this position where every single day that I execute, I know that man, I can't, I can't let him down. Mm -hmm. I can't let coach down. I can't, I can't have him view, you know, Nick Walker check and then go by and be a huge <laughs> drop off. Yeah. You know, like I want to close that gap. Yep. And, and, you know, I want to make sure that I'm doing my part every single day to, you know, earn the right to step on stage, to represent him, to represent the quality that he mm -hmm. brings. Like on my roster, you better be doing the goddamn same. Mm -hmm. Like he, his clients win, my clients win. So if you're not ready to fucking bring that, don't hire me.
there's other coaches I can direct you to that, mm -hmm. you know, have a lot of talent, have a lot of ability, will serve you, will teach you, will X, Y, Z, but you don't have to win. Mm -hmm. Dude, on my team, if we're not winning, we got to work to win. And that's the expectation. That's, I'm, I hate losing. The only way we get better as a coach is if we seek feedback from the people who fucking work with us. You know, 95% of feedback's really fucking good. That 5%, dude, the roster's too competitive or you expect too much mm -hmm. or, you know, X, Y, Z, that's okay. Yeah. Or it's inevitable. You know, I, I got fire. I, I, I get fired because I don't let people compete. Mm -hmm. I get fired because I don't let people start cycles. Mm -hmm. There's a dude who fired me a few weeks back, man. He bad the shit out of me. He fired me. Well, he fired me probably like two months ago. Cause I wouldn't let him start a cycle. Cause I told him he doesn't execute well enough. I told him his training's not impressive. He's not consistent with getting training videos over yeah. to me. And you know, when he does, it's not impressive. Fired me, hired someone to start a cycle right away. Oh my God. So he wasn't hitting all the variables. No, 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 no. And he wanted to add the, yeah. the most, he wanted the last that. variable yeah. ahead of time. Yeah. And he told me he bought uh testosterone for like $120 a vial. And I asked him what I thought about that. And I was like, yes. Yeah, about three times more than I would pay for the goddamn testosterone. <laughs> so you got ripped off real bad. Like, like stupidity breeds. Man. Yeah. Stupidity just breeds stupidity and I'm not going to be around it. And I yeah. want to be around it. So, you know, honestly, it's, it's so wild, but like my average client retention rates now, right now with the current roster, 16 and a half months, which is higher than it's ever been. I get fired because the expectations are too high. Cause I won't let someone compete or because I won't let someone start a cycle. How dope's that? That's pretty awesome. That's dope. Yeah. You can't fire me and say I didn't give you enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we got a lot of data in this WhatsApp message that says <laughs> the complete opposite, baby. <laughs> these are, <laughs> you know, these are good things to be fired for. They like, are. I, I would add, you know, the complexity, but, 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 the complexities of coaching is another thing is like, if somebody fires you, assess why. Assess why. Yeah. As, ask for feedback. What could I have done better? Where could I have been better? What could I have done better? And well, I could have been easier to work with. Fuck that. Yeah. If the result is what you're getting, yeah. you're probably doing something right. Exactly. And the issue is, you know, a lot of times people fire me, they get real fucking salty. They get real yeah, upset. They go straight to social yeah, media. Yeah, they. But but you know, we live. I talked about yesterday on my on my story. We live in an instant gratification world. Yeah. And you thought you were something that you weren't. Yeah. So you shouldn't have ever hired me in the first place. Because I'm gonna tell you exactly what you are. It's I'm like, gonna tell you where you're, if you're two and a half years out from mm -hmm. competing in a show, I'm gonna tell you that you're not competing for two and a half years. Mm -hmm. And it's up to you. You know, you can hire someone else and compete in six months. You can get yeah. your fifth place trophy. You can yeah. post about on social media because there wasn't a sixth competitor. Yeah. You got fifth place by default. That high school hotshots going to Ohio State. And yeah. Urban Meyer's about to humble his yeah. ass. <laughs> yeah. And like you're about to learn real yeah. fucking quick what's really going on. And you know, it's 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 always interesting to me because I think a lot of people, um, you know what's cool? People who listen to this podcast and who who have hired me and come join the team, honestly all of them do so well mm -hmm. all of them do great i think it's people who watch on social media but mm -hmm. don't really dive into wait this is what team is we talk i talk about it with every person hey you gotta be ready to go all in yeah every single inquiry who's heard back from me knows knows what i'm saying yeah you better be ready to go all in and i'm gonna hold you to a very high fucking standard every day yeah i'm gonna hold you to an overall championship standard every single day and a lot of people act like they're about it and then they realize what that actually is and they're like, oh fuck never mind never mind this too much is too hard this too much because overall championship, it's a way of life. Mm -hmm. It's not just when you're in the gym or hitting your food. It's when you're communicating with other people. It's when yep. you're performing your day-to-day -day duties. It's who you are as a human it's being. It's owning that responsibility. It's owning like that responsibility. Yeah. And man, if I get word that someone's being a bad person, I'm going to call you out on that. Yeah. See, a lot of my team's interconnected. There's 543 of us right now. Mm -hmm. Maybe one of my coaches got another sign up. We could be 544. <laughs> baby, what's up? Yeah. And there's 543 of us. People are constantly around Team Haley clients. Mm -hmm. And dude, people know the standard I hold. I get messages. I or I have gotten messages. And mm -hmm. what's funny is I got messages about people who are part of that bullying situation. Yeah. And I talked to them about it. Yeah. And they still ended up being shitty people. Wow. And like I get messages that people aren't doing their fucking thing or upholding the brand. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna talk about it. Mm -hmm. We're gonna have a conversation about it because people know what we're about. You know, it's really fucking cool. Uh, one of my clients, Alexis messaged me today and, uh, she was at the gym. I saw a dude with a revive shirt on and like they struck up conversation nice. and it came up that I was her coach and yeah. he goes, how did you get on his team? <laughs> <laughs> 
How does that feel? I was, dude, honestly, it felt really good. It felt really fucking good. But you know, I go through every application. I see who's about it and who's not. Yeah. Like, man, show me your passion. Show me I've what's seen up. plenty of them. Want. I mean, you yeah. do go through them. Yeah. I mean, I go yeah. through them. Man, if you're a dud in your application, you're not going to be on my roster. Like, we yeah. don't have anything to work with here. Yeah. I, I, I want some passion and some energy. Sit I thought that was really cool. That is cool. Um, complexities of coaching. Coaches not embracing the trust building. Look, just because someone hires you doesn't mean they trust you right off the bat. It means they trust you more than everyone else that they were assessing. The trust building process never stops. I, again, to go back to uh, Kara Goss or Jonathan Childress or Erica Childress or Kylie Kaiser, um, Jasmine Barber, you know, any of these people, Bambi Garfield, any of these people have been me a really long time. Dude, there's so many names because it's coming in my head. I'm just going to stop there. But the, these people, they've all been me so long. Yeah. Dude, I still respond to their check-ins and I still try to earn their trust. Mm-hmm. I still try to teach them. You haven't gotten comfortable no, with them. No, no, you get comfortable, you get fired. Yeah. I don't like I worked so hard to, you know, build these people, make them part of the team, build the culture around mm-hmm. these people for the last year and a half, two years, two and a half years. Not yeah, I, they they can replace me tomorrow. But it's I also have that. It's also your job to make sure they're not getting comfortable. Exactly. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. So it's a, it's a trade. One hundred percent. You're yeah. right. And I think I I think I do a really. I mean, they're all constantly improving. Yeah. Um, man, Jonathan Jordan's improving fast right now. I'm really fucking fired. Yeah, it's up been fun him. to watch him. Uh, yeah, dude, it's wild. Mm-hmm. But in trade, trust building doesn't stop. It's like being in a fucking relationship, and all of a sudden, it's like, dude, guys do this shit. You like chase and chase and chase and chase and chase, and you like you finally reel that fish, and it's like, all right, I reeled the fish, and now I'm just done. I'm done. Yeah. Like, no, 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 it's just getting started. Like, dude, the chase is fun. Don't get me wrong. I love that chase. Yeah. But it's like, once that chase ends, you're just getting started on the actual Mm -hmm. mission here. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, the, the trust building doesn't just stop. Like I still try to build my trust with, with you, Mm -hmm. with, with the employee, with the staff here, Yeah. you know, with everyone in my life, I still try building that trust with you guys on the podcast. I I, I feel like, you know, every single episode, I put a lot of pressure on myself. Like, dude, I got to bring it today. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I got to bring it today and continue earning you guys to come back to this podcast we're 63 podcasts deep with insane data that most podcasts don't reach after 6,000 episodes let alone mm-hmm. 60 like no i still got to keep i still got to keep it coming i still got to yep. keep bringing the fucking fire trust building doesn't stop teach teach learn assess adjust let people know what you're thinking be part of their fucking life dude be vulnerable like, yeah 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 just put yourself out to be a little bit vulnerable and being vulnerable dude like it hurts like it hurts if something doesn't work out the way that you wanted it to mm-hmm. but i can never look back on a relationship in my life and say that i could have given more if you're vulnerable and you own it and you're going for it and you're giving 100 percent, yeah I mean, most of the time you're probably not going to be disappointed with the no. outcome, even if it, no. even if the outcome is not what you expected, yeah. there might be something else that you didn't think about. Yeah. And that outcome is going to probably make you pretty happy. You either learn something or you did better. You don't want to ever say that could have given more. Yeah. Like, fuck that, dude. Oh, that would, that would feel worse than a <laughs> It's loss. like what Grant was talking about, you know, yeah. on your deathbed. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. you're on your deathbed, you don't want to be like, damn, I, 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 I could have done better. I could have yeah. done more. The last item and the most important item, the complexities of coaching, not establishing or not upholding culture. You guys can talk about culture all you want. You guys can act like you got this culture all you want. If you're not constantly doing everything you can to improve that culture, to build upon that culture, to make this culture um, honestly harder to sustain because the culture is easy to sustain as a culture, not worth it to sustain. I want a culture of championship people, of championship trophies, and of championship lives that we're going on. We want to bring championships to the world through bettering the fucking world. And that's winning a championship every single day. So it's my job to uphold this culture and build upon this culture. Yeah, it's stressful as fuck. You might be sitting there like, dude, that's hard. Yeah, it's fucking hard. It's <laughs> it's downright, it's awfully brutal. Yeah. It's not fun. It's not for the, the what's that term I'm looking for? It's, it's not for the weak minded, the weak hearted. Yeah, the, something like that. Whatever. I, I, yeah. Dude, the, what the fuck's that word? I don't know. <laughs> we're going to think don't about it later. Know. I'm going to text you like, yeah. oh, fuck. That's Shit. The fate of heart. Is yes, faint of heart? Faint of heart. Not for the faint of heart. Dude, I'm so smart. You are. <laughs> <laughs> Not upholding the culture is a huge issue that we're seeing here because you guys, I'm watching you all. I see all of you guys. Most of you guys come across my, my page at some point or come across my desk or get sent to me at some point. A lot of you guys are good, man. There's a lot of talent. There's a lot of talent listening to this podcast. There's a lot of talent in the, in, in the up and coming coaching world. Mm-hmm. A lot of you guys are good. But... Take it from me. I said it earlier today, man. Even when I needed the cash, that culture still stayed the same. Mm-hmm. There was still a culture to uphold. Bad people don't come around me. So uphold this culture, you know, 
do your due diligence. Like find out who the fuck you're actually talking to, who you're actually working with. Why did you ask yourself, why did you start this in the first place? Why did you start this? Did you start this making money mm-hmm. or did you start it to impact the world? I wanted to impact the world. Okay. A lot of you guys just want to make money. And if I ever get to that point, I'm leaving coaching. I'm going to get done with coaching. I, yeah. I talked to, uh, um, Abriana knows about some of the business things we're doing. So oh, cool. She was over giving, uh, giving me a massage. We were talking and I was like, I can't live without this. Yeah. If you bleed um, for it, you know, if, if what we're doing starts making me $10 million a year, I'm still coaching. Yeah. Well, I'm so you, never leaving. Coaching. I can't remember when it was, but you told me a while back, you said you hope like, you know, you're in, in the hospital on your fucking bed, just Dude, responding to check-ins. I'm going to be dying responding to clients. <laughs> you're going to be in yeah. the coffin with your phone in your hand. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really fucking am, dude. Like you don't like, hang on. No, no, no. We can't go into surgery right now. I got a client that needs my response real quick. <laughs> she's, she's stepping on, she's stepping she's on stage stepping on very stage. soon. Yeah. You guys, we can either go in there and you do it without putting me under, or we got to fucking wait real quick. Well, you might die. That's okay. I, she's I in, she's going to win masters. I got to know. She's taking that masters <laughs> W home. <laughs> but like, if I ever started like feeling like the, the, the coaching was about the cash or the paycheck, I would get out. Yeah. And you know, it's also what's cool. Like about what we have here is, uh, you know, this might sound conceited, this might sound cocky, but I don't need this income mm-hmm. anymore. No, a year ago I did. I don't need this income anymore. Yeah. Like we're good without it. Like yeah. I can step away and we're fine with the things that we're doing. Yeah. I love not, not many coaches can say that because how many coaches build anything outside of this. I love this shit to no end. Mm-hmm. And everyone listening to this, every coach listening to this, I believe you can love this to no end, even if you don't right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe you don't right now because you haven't built your roster into some or your brand into something that completely fulfills your you, culture that ignites your soul and that really embraces the culture of which you want to live by the morals, the ethics, the code of which you want to attack your life with. Maybe you haven't fulfilled that yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe you haven't checked that box, but I believe you can fall in love with this no matter where you're at, because the coolest thing about this life is we all have the ability to make others smile, to make others feel something and to make others just honestly love themselves a little bit more. We all have that ability as human beings to do that. And so it's our responsibility as coaches kind of bring that every single day to make people feel good every single day or to make people empowered every single day through coaching feedback. And, you know, there's a beauty in what we're able to do as coaches. I would like to think that, you know, team Haley's changing the way things are done. But again, you know, I saw another very prominent team, you know, sharing some check and response this week. And I was like, oh, my God, if I got that from a coach. I would be gone. Wow. I would be gone. I need to see this. But dude, it was bad. Actually, I think I screenshotted it because I was going to do a side by side. Oh, really? And send it to the (laughs) staff of like, just so you guys know you're fired. If this is ever your response. Yeah. Um, I don't think I did, but I do think I screenshot it. I'm, okay. I'm going to look for it after okay. this and I'll show you. Cause you're going to be like, yeah. Oh my God. So yeah. Scott will get back to you with the next podcast. when he <laughs> thinks about that. But episode 63, the complexities of coaching. I think this was good for coaches. I think this was good for prospective coaches. I think this was good for clients to understand where we're coming from and maybe how you can help us be better coaches through servicing you. So as always, I just hope this helps. I hope this maybe ignited something or enlightened you on something or just gave you a new perspective. Episode 63, I'll see you next time.